continuing with our discussion on planning and budgeting section b of cma us part 1 let's shift our focus to the next topic in this section forecasting techniques planning and budgeting process are meant for handling future requirements of the business to plan a budget for the future which is always uncertain we need to make certain assumptions about the outlook for the environment in which such business operates these assumptions are also known as premises examples of such assumptions are inflation interest rate movements foreign exchange fluctuations etc which might or might not impact every line item of the pnl and balance sheet once such assumptions are derived forecasting is the next step in the budget mathematical models are commonly used in forecasting now the question will come what is a mathematical model let me explain with a simple equation r is equal to 10x in which r represents the total revenue that we make in the business it's a function of 10 dollars per unit sold multiplied by x and x here represents the number of units sold now this is a mathematical model same way we can construct another example total cost is a function or is equal to fixed cost plus variable cost multiplied by number of units x once we collect data based on historical evidences we'll be able to construct such mathematical models for predicting or forecasting the future two methods that we commonly use in forecasting budgets one time series two causal forecasting time series in simple terms history repeats time series is based on past data which is the reason why i mentioned that history repeats here we are extrapolating based on the past data to predict the future so we expect that the history will be used as a medium for us which we call in statistics pattern so the keyword that you can remember in time series is pattern the second method which is the causal forecasting the keyword is causal causal represents the reason here in this method we try to study the cause and the effect or the reason and the impact of the variables as part of the pattern study in time series we use generally linear regression analysis for predicting regression analysis is a statistical tool used for predictive analysis the word regress literally means going backward and this is the opposite of progress so again why do we use regression because we need to study the past or historical patterns for predicting the future regression in turn can be broadly explained as two types one simple linear regression and the other multiple regression simple linear regression has only one independent variable i'll come to the definition of what is a variable and independent a multiple linear regression on the other hand has more than one independent variable now the meaning of linear means whether the movement of two variables is in tandem or not the two variables are known as independent and the other as dependent now let me explain this with a regression equation y cap or y hat is equal to a plus bx now this is a regression model here y hat or y cap uh, how do you write that you can put y and just above that use the reverse of v that's called y cap or y hat this is a dependent variable since the outcome of this variable is very much on relying on the other two variables a and b now a here represents the line which intercepts y axis that's why it's called y intercept so be careful this is y intercept 
and the original equation which is the dependent variable is y cap you need to differentiate between the two continuing on the regression equation b represents the slope why because it has x along with it so if the number of units are 1 2 and above so you will have fluctuating with bx so that's why it's called slope since it is fluctuating so i repeat y cap is equal to a plus bx y hat is the dependent variable a and b are the independent variables x is the number of units a is y intercept b is called slope the regression line is known as the best line of fit if it results in predicting as close as possible to the actual results we can use r square and adjusted r square to determine if the predictor model is a best fit or not if r square is 90 percent or more then the model is said to be as accurate as possible and the accuracy levels are very high which means when you plot the real results that come up on a scatter diagram you can easily see this predictor line is very close to the reality on the other hand if the r square comes as 30 percent or low then the results will be actually you know very bad and we are unable to predict the reality so on the scatter diagram you can easily see that there is a lot of deviation between the actuals and your prediction this can be easily actually you know, shown on a scatter diagram or a scatter plot and in lean six sigma and other quality management we use the same scatter diagrams to check if the data is within the control or not another important statistical tool that we need to understand here is the behavior of variables which is called correlation now before i progress to correlation as i mentioned earlier we need to understand what are variables which is dependent or independent we also need to understand whether they are linear which is they are in tandem or not coming to correlation correlation shows the magnitude and the direction of the variations between two variables now you already know what are variables however it does not provide a reason or the cause for such variations so be careful correlation just provides you the magnitude and direction but it never provides you the reason let me explain this with an example uh, once a statistical survey was conducted in the city of london in uk and uh, there was a sudden rise of crime rate during a certain period in the city and the correlation when checked uh, it was coming as above 90 uh, when compared between the crime rate mapped against the increase in the ice cream consumption during the same period now this is pretty actually you know uh, doubtful whether this works or not but having said that correlation was showing above 90 percent so like i said correlation doesn't provide you the reason when later on they could investigate further they found out due to the rise of mercury during the summer both ice cream usage was also increasing and since people were stepping out in the evenings the crime rate was also actually picking up since burglars saw this as an opportunity so point here for us understanding is correlation tells you the direction and the magnitude but never provides you the cause with the help of regression and correlation we use forecasting techniques such as learning curve method an important factor which impacts labor cost learning curve refers to the concept that efficiency increases as the amount of experience a person has with a given task increase this helps businesses to save on labor cost without compromising on the quality two learning curve models which are commonly used cumulative average time learning model and the incremental unit time learning model from USA, from CMA US exam point of view, you need to focus only upon the cumulative model. 
Let me explain this model with an example. Suppose our product requires 4 units per unit to be produced. Now, are the 4 hours of unit uh, per unit. Now, with the help of statistics, the business could determine that their workers show a learning curve of 80%. So, using the cumulative model, we can do the calculation. Let's take three columns, unit or batch, number of hours per unit or batch, and the multiplication of these two, the total hours. So, for one unit, it's been given that we require four hours. So, the first unit requires four hours. So, one into four, total hours is four. The second unit, it has been already given that when you do the doubling concept, and this is very important, in learning curve, we always do the doubling concept. So, from one unit, it will be two, and then four, eight, 16, and so on. So, for the second unit or the second batch, instead of four hours, the learning curve was 80%. So, take the previous four hours into 80%, that is 3.2 hours respectively per unit or per batch is what they actually require. So, the number of units two into 3.2 here, we arrive at the total hours 6.4. Same way, when we do the doubling, number of units from 2 to 4, you can use the previous calculation of 3.2 hours. Again, apply the 80% on that. You will get 3.2 into 80%, 2.56 hours per every unit. So, if you want to arrive at the total hours, 4 units into 2.56, it will be 10.24. This is the way you can apply the cumulative learning model. Always remember, we use the doubling of production while applying learning curve. So in the question, if they have asked you for odd number of units or batches, then simply calculate the nearest, highest, even batch total. And then from that, reduce the one batch total. For instance, if you have to calculate for seven batches, then calculate for eighth batch and then reduce one single batch, whatever is the total hours. Using the above learning curve data, you can calculate labor cost if in the question has been asked by just simply applying labor cost per hour, per employee, or they might even given you number of units for every batch. So simply multiply that. The next concept and the last concept that we need to deal with in forecasting is using probability. One of the key terminologies that you come across while understanding this concept is the word variable. Now, already we have seen whether the variable in terms of nature, it can be independent or dependent. Now, in statistics, we go further drill down while using variable where whether the meaning of variable means you can assign any number to it. It can be zero, it can be minus or it can be positive. It can be infinite. So, two common type of variables that you see discussed in CMA US syllabus are discrete and continuous. We need to understand this since while predicting the future, we need to have an idea about the data and if it is discrete, basically it is either or types, say for example, gender, nationality or even color. The other type of variable is continuous in nature, which means you can subdivide into multiple layers such as age, height, weight, etc. You can write, for example, age of a person as 25 years, 10 months, 8 days, 14 hours and so on and so forth. So this is called continuous versus discrete. In probability, you can use maybe, you know, classical or frequency method to find out the expected value of cost or sales or any data for that matter that you are trying to predict, basing on whether the variable is discrete or continuous. For example, in business, if you are trying to predict using future sales, we can have sales representatives who go in the market and do a market survey or research and they find out that, for example, a particular sales representative says that he can sell 
50 units, but he is confident of achieving a success of only 40%. So how do I calculate using this probability? Expected value is a summation of all the product of probability into the number of units. So in this case, 50 into 40%. So my expected value that sale can happen is 20. So if you have more than one sales representative doing a market survey, you can do a summation of all such probable values. So the last concept just relating to the statistical here is understanding variance and standard deviation. Let me explain this with an example. Suppose after you write your CMA US exam, you expected to score in part one, say a score of 400. Now, when the results came out, the result came out as say 410. I know, congratulations, you have already achieved the success, but understanding the concept of standard deviation. From a statistical point of view, your expectation was 400, but the real result came as 410. It might be even 390, right? So in such case, your 400 is called mean or expected value. And this real result that came, the deviation from the mean, which is plus or minus 10, 410 or 390, this is called mean deviation. Using this mean deviation, we calculate standard deviation, which represents the variation in the data from the mean, which can be positive or negative. That's why we use the square of the standard deviation to remove this, uh, you know, plus or minus symbols. And this is called variance. So variance is the square of standard deviation. And this is the symbol that we use by denoted as sigma. Now, all of you actually you know, can relate this, the word sigma, when you use the concept of six sigma, and that's exactly what we are trying to understand here. This is the same standard deviation, which is so helpful while calculating risk or value at risk, or even volatility and beta in stock markets. So this is forecasting techniques from section B part one.